everyone. Welcome to episode 165 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Retro Podcast. I'm Hilary Andreff, and today we are going to be discussing 999, Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, which is an, ad- an adventure puzzle visual novel. It should be a lot of fun. So I'm going to introduce our panelists, and I've also, because of the nature of this game, I've taken the liberty of giving them code names, which I will reveal to them. Oh, I forgot about this. (laughs) Yay! Nice! First, we have Michael Solosi, or Monsoon. It's a pretty obvious code name, but there you go. (laughs) It's true. Um, The the words come out of me brain like a monsoon. (laughs) Do you you know how I got got that name? No, how? (laughs) Um, many years ago, my uh, a friend of mine was creating all of his friends in Soul Calibur 4, and in, including me. And uh, he decided that I was going to be a flamboyant rainbow pirate named Monsoon Mike. Aw, I like it. Okay, next we have Le- Leona McCallum, a.k.a. Jade. Ooh, Jade, I like that. Yeah, I'm almost going to have a Jade Cocoon, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're quite partial to cocoons made of Jade. Yes. I was like, why though? Is it Dragon Quest? No, it's my favorite game of all time, Jade Cocoon 2. Yay! Yay! And play, next... play it though. <laughs> next, we have Trent Agrav, um, aka Stranger. Stranger? Oh. Uh, I saw that you're a Game of Thrones fan, so I figured one Ooh. of the seven would be a good choice. That's a good pick. Yes, I am a Game of Thrones fan, and that is wonderful. I graciously accept that code name, and we'll live up to it. I thought live up to it as the podcast goes on. I thought it was like a Stranger's Wrath reference, and you interpreted Trent as a uh, you know some sort of alien cowboy with a slingshot full of uh, uh, full of smaller aliens. That also sounds pretty also good. radical. Would also take that reference as the namesake of my code name. That's amazing. <laughs> But also, it's is this your first time on a podcast, Trent? Um, no, it's it's my okay. third time. I gotcha. want to E3, and then an upcoming podcast that we have for Retro Encounter about battle systems. But yeah. That's correct. Yes. Um, okay. uh, Trent's technically, Trent, your first episode of Retro Encounter is two weeks from now, which yes. I probably should have thought of ahead of time. Timey, <laughs> wimey. The past future times since sort of yeah. sort of neutral retro sort of not okay absolutely yeah. but speaking of pseudoscientific time travel hey what are we playing <laughs> that's what this game is all about yes so i figured we would start by talking just a little bit of context a little bit of the history of the game so it was first it is basically kind of a sci-fi sort of premise and the idea is basically you're trying to you're with eight other people there are nine of you total and you are placed mysteriously on a sinking ship and mm. are forced to participate in mm. a game called the Nonary Game and escape through numbered doors to try and leave the ship before it sinks. Correct. And there's all sorts of sci-fi elements that tie into it eventually, and you learn that some of the characters are connected and everything comes together in pieces. And from what I've heard, this is my first time playing, um, it all ties together in a really interesting way. So there's that. It was first released in 2009 in Japan and 2010 in North America. It was a DS game. Um, but I I actually played the computer version on Steam, which was recently on sale. How did all, did all of you play on the computer or how did you play? Um, I played I think, on the I, PS4 version, yeah. I think I'm the only one who played the DS version. 
I played the DS version nine years ago, but uh, I'm I for this replay I got the PS4 version and I'm playing it that way. Okay, great. Nine years ago, how ominous, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or, I, well, it, well, it was when it came out in North America, so I guess it was eight years ago. But uh, no, 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 it was nine. For okay, the sake okay, of yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, for the sake of I, I'll, I'll stick to the first story. I played it nine years ago. Uh, that's right. when the incident happened. Nine years yes. ago. <laughs> Everything is nine in this podcast, and uh, the, the digital root of this podcast number three, which means we can proceed. Oh, you're saying I should have waited for episode 171? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hang on, I'll bring I'll bring out my calculator that they give you in the game. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's what. Got, got, to, got to check the file notes on the digital root system. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, that is another interesting thing about this game. It 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 really kind of hinges on well, it's not random, but a mathematical principle called digital roots. And I was worried when I first played this that I was going to need to know maths. And I, was, I was like, oh no, not that. Um, uh, it's it's not it's not in the math isn't insane in nine nine nine. I think I think the math gets crazier with each game. Yeah, because by, by the third game, you're translating like uh, an ancient civilization's pictographs into numbers, and then matching them oh with faces God. of the moon. Oh my God. To, oh, no. to, to have things, and then completing equations based on the faces of the moon in these pictographs. So it, it gets pretty wild. But um, I'm having flashbacks yeah. about that right now. <laughs> but, but in nine nine nine, I think the most complicated thing you do is um, is a Sudoku puzzle, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. That's it. And. Yes, just for a little bit of context, this is the first in a series of three. Two were released relatively close together, and then a third one came later. Uh, yeah, yes. The 999 started out as a standalone game, but mm-hmm. then there was enough demand to make a sequel. Uh, the uh, the game's creator, whose name I forget, I apologize for that, uh, someone background... Kataro Ushikoshi? Ushikoshi, that's him, yeah. yeah. Um, Ushikoshi yeah. intended to make the thing a trilogy, so the... Uh, so, 999 is pretty standalone, and then um, Virtue's Last Reward and Zero Time Dilemma are ba- are basically a sequel duology. The funding was difficult for Zero Time Dilemma, so that one came a little bit later after VLR. Yeah. More interestingly, mm-hmm. these games are way more popular in the West than they are in Japan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, um, the interest in those second and third games was mostly because of the Western reception and not, j- yeah. not the Japanese reception. Which is cool, I think. I really like that that, that we sort of adopted this ga- this game yeah. series into us. Yeah, I was I definitely dug the DS nine 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 to want more, and then when I got yeah. it, uh, I mean VLR is incredible. So uh, I wouldn't object to playing that one for a sequel episode, guys. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, definitely. Based on what I've seen, yeah, same. Absolutely, would be on board for that as well. So another interesting tidbit that maybe we can think about as we start to talk about the characters and the puzzles and then go through the plot is this idea that I read that the inspiration for this story is actually sort of the idea of where inspiration comes from. And that that gets into the whole sort of like pseudoscience, collective Mm. intelligence kind of background that you see. Depending on which course you take, you'll see more or less of that. It's 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 a running theme toward like this this writers this the person who made this game all of his games have that kind of feel to them and this running thread through them that uh, it's all like uh, outsider looking in kind of thing because like ever seventeen I don't know if you played that it's also the same writer who did that game and that's also a fantastic game uh, but it also has a sort of um, 
force <laughs> that is has anyone ever played Ever 17 here? I have not played no, um, I, Ever 17. No. Oh, okay. No, I actually okay. just heard of it recently for the first time. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I don't want to spoil it then. It's just, it's very similar. Maybe we should have had Rob Fenner show up on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Someone would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and uh, um, Uchikoshi has, uh, uh, he basically, he's well known as a writer of these sort of um, storytelling games with a lot of unusual angles in uh, in science fiction. But this was, mm-hmm. I think, his first game that really was a success worldwide. And uh, later on, he did those two sequels that we mentioned briefly. Um, he wrote part of one of the Steins Gate sequels. And Steins Gate seems like a kind of series that's up his alley. And uh, currently, he's uh, he is doing um, multiple projects with uh, some other people in the Spike Chunsoft family. The, uh, yes. the in, including um, including the guys that uh, worked on uh, Danganronpa. So if you're a Danganronpa fan and a 999 fan, which is you know two fan bases with I think significant crossover, we're gonna have yeah. some, <laughs> yep, so yeah. a very interesting future ahead with those creators. Oh, and uh, Hillary, I have one question for you. Um, yes. In this scenario, uh, are you lacking a code name because we already all knew your name is Hillary, just like Junpei? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Junpei. I, I think that was a good explanation for it. <laughs> All right, got it. You didn't just forget to give yourself one. No, I did no. not forget to give myself one. <laughs> no, Hillary's childhood friend accidentally revealed her name right at the beginning, so now she's just Hillary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that sounds about right for me. Um, you you all can't see it, but occasionally, as we're discussing this, I'm getting the little floaty background, and I'm thinking about what we're saying as we're talking about it, and what I'm going to say next. And Which is one of the things I love the most about Junpei, just kind of as a main character, those little like asides. Oh, he's super, sar- he's super sar- sarcastic and funny. Yeah. I love Junpei's inner monologue. Yeah, and he, he's, a, he's a little clumsy. He's definitely not an omniscient narrator. Uh, no. a, a lot of this is sort of happening to him. And he, depending on your responses, you can either be more accepting or more skeptical of, of, the, uh, of all of the nonsense that characters explain to you. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, I did this a little bit when I first played the game and also a little bit in this week before the podcast. I looked up some of the pseudoscientific concepts to see how real they are. Yeah. And, uh, uh, like, uh, um, the idea of, um, what is it, um, morphogenic fields is... Yes, is, is that's real. a real thing. Yeah. It's a real thing. The uh, the scientist Sheldrake, who proposed that, has written, like, eight books on it. Basically, none of it is accepted. Um, a lot of... <laughs> A, a, a lot of the a lot of examples like the uh, like the uh, memory crystals and um, the television yeah. television experiments were the glycerin are, yeah, yeah the, the the glycerin thing or the television experiments were all either made up or exaggerations yeah um, <laughs> but and also but uh, the gigantic is a real boat yes it is and it was a sister ship of the Titanic but it sank in World War One. It's the largest boat that exists underwater right now, and there was a documentary where Jacques Cousteau explored it in the seventies. So, oh wow! Cool. So, so yeah, they they didn't make up that part of it. Although mm-hmm. I don't think that they had the gigantic as the you know setting for human experimentation. Well, you don't know that. You know, I don't. That's true. <laughs> I think the, they do a very clever thing with when it comes to the pseudoscientific stuff and what's real and what isn't. Is at the very start of the game, or you're introduced that this is not the current, this is not the present day. This is the near future. It's like twenty twenty, 
something like that, the year 2020. And so by making the game take place in that little bit ahead of the future, it has a bit of leeway in what they can say actually happened. Like, oh, it's just not happened to you yet. But two years from now, sure, all the glycerin in the world crystallizes. And and they take some roots in existing thought, like like the, mor- the morphogenic field thing is a real theory, and Ice Nine was something in that in a Kurt Vonnegut novel, and the Gigantic mm-hmm. was a real boat. That's good. Mm-hmm. They they take these inklings of truth and real theory, and then just sort of spin them wildly out of control, and, yeah. then, and then mash them all together in this unified nine 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 theory that is honestly more appealing than the truth in a lot of ways. <laughs> Definitely. Which we're not, we're probably not going to see the full scope and implications of that until the the next part of our podcast because it it yes. it builds and it takes a while to come together, which I think is really neat. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of setup. We've sort of set the stage a little bit, so how about going into characters? Mm-hmm. We haven't really introduced them except for Junpei a wait, little bit. Wait, how many characters on the cover of this game? <laughs> Oh my god. Is it nine? Um, it, may, it, just, it just might be... I think it's nine. Guys, it's nine. It, it just might be nine. I was actually going to say eight because no, nobody cares about door nine guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and also, speaking of, speaking of doors, what's the digital root? What's the digital root of every set of doors you come across in this game? Is it nine? It's nine. Oh my god! <laughs> Guess what? The number nine shows up in a lot of dumb ways all the time. <laughs> They uh, let's see. Yeah, they have eighty-one seconds to get from uh, yes. from the red to the dead. Uh, yeah. I, I, oh my again, goodness! Yeah, oh my the, god! It's all coming together. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. And, and the, set, the sets of doors are uh, four and five, then three, seven, and eight, then one, two, and six. Uh, and then, and then there's the and then there's the nine doors at the at the on end of its those. own. Yep. Um, but they, they sneak in nine in silly ways over and over in this game in in a way that is like like remarkable with how dedicated they are to the concept yeah i did not pick up on that at all oh my goodness my mind is being blown as we speak i'm just thinking <laughs> back to all of the choices that you're making yeah yeah a lot of nines <laughs> okay that that props to the writer props to the localizers as well that's absolutely rad you know the localizers oh. really had a tough job with this game because it's a lot of puns as well yes Is it's it? a lot out yeah it's a lot of puns that are hard to translate new like numerical puns but that you'll you'll see one day okay <laughs> they had to get very clever with some of these because I, I yeah very clever I, I i don't know enough about japanese and i have not played this game in japanese i uh <laughs> I, I don't know this exactly for sure, but I believe you if you tell me some of the jokes make more sense in Japanese. It's like, you know what? Okay, I accept that. All right, but I, I'm playing it in English, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I noticed that strongly in the scene where they were deciding on their code names near the beginning. I was thinking about that, and I was like, wow, uh-huh. they probably had to come up with a whole new set of like objects and reasons, to, objects to associate with the numbers. I think a few were. Yeah, but I think a few are still the same. Like I think obviously Lotus is Yeah. She's that's an eight that's an eight leaf flower. I think they kept that one. And I, I think, think I think they kept Santa because yes. they, because his name is a Japanese pun already. Yeah, because San means three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. I think Jun's was changed. I think she's a different one. I don't know what it was in Japanese, but I think she's a different pun. But yeah, there's there's a lot of nines and a lot of puns <laughs> and I uh 
I, I I don't know enough about this game's localization to be able to explain all of it, but they they really had to be creative with this localization. Yes, I I, I do. I, 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 I do know that the Funya Rimpa joke is at the localizer's work, and it wasn't in the original game, <laughs> which which is hilarious considering how popular and meme memeified it has been within the community. So much so that when the Nornery games came out for PC and Steam. They added that joke in the in the Japanese version. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know if uh, Hillary and Trent have uh, got seen the Funya Rimpa scene. No, I have no. No, idea you have not. Okay, so when, when you see yeah. Funya Rimpa, you pick Funya Rimpa. Okay? <laughs> okay, you won't be I disappointed. <laughs> I will absolutely do that in a, in, a, in another playthrough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe we should mention this. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit before recording, but in the DS version of 999, you basically run through the game multiple times to unlock multiple endings, and if you unlock enough things, you'll eventually get to the true ending. But Mm -hmm. uh, in later Mm -hmm. games, in VLR and ZTD, uh, you basically, as you go through the plot, you open up new branches on a flowchart of plot events. The the PS4 and PC versions of this game basically use that flowchart system for 999, and it's so much better. Oh it's handy. It's very yeah. handy. I, I, the first time I played this game on DS, I think I went through it four or five times, and uh-huh. that means you have to play through the damn escape from your room in uh, in the class three cabin th- five times. Oh that, my that's god! Right, you do, but it it gets easier every time. <laughs> yeah, and and you, and you do on the, you after you beat the game once, you're allowed to fast forward through any scene that you've already read before, and that helps. Yeah, that's good. And that helps a lot, but still, it didn't make. You know, it didn't make finding the red folder and the blue folder and whatnot any any more fun. Oh, oh my god! In the yeah. kettle. Oh my god! I didn't check in the kettle. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I had issues finding the second note, so no joke. I was oh the picture. There. Yeah, the second the second picture with a second set of triangular symbols. So I was yeah. trying to work with one for about an hour and a half, and I was like <laughs> turning. I was turning the note around. I was like, okay, well, there's an arrow, so maybe it means read it this way. For the red one and opposite for the blue one. I tried so many different things. So it was either the one in the kettle or the the drawer on the bottom that doesn't look like a drawer, like a door. Yeah, yeah. It had to be one of those things. But it's the way that you navigate around the room um, is less than ideal a lot of the time. So some like I remember in a in one oh shoot in in uh, one later puzzle there's a uh, a bathroom that you can go into and I didn't yeah. and it took oh. me it took me most of the most of my time in the puzzle. To realize, oh, I can if I click this area one more time, I go into the bathroom. Just just because yeah, but... of just because of the mm-hmm. weird way the camera was placed on the corner. So like sometimes the game works against you a little bit when you're uh, navigating around these puzzle rooms that you have to escape. Another thing to mention, just especially about that first puzzle room, is it it's a really kind of intense beginning. Like I was almost thinking that I was going to be timed because you, <laughs> you've got like water spilling into the room. And it's it's so strange to think that they're all nine contestants in the games are all having that same experience with like the room slowly flooding and having to get yeah. out. I'm just like got a picture in my head of like the water looking at its watch, and she's still stuck on that damn suitcase. <laughs> we, we have to wait, guys. <laughs> Don't flood yet. <laughs> and, and I remember the very first time I played this game. Uh, uh, Junpei is the last person to escape the uh, the third class cabin, and then he's yeah. me- he meets the other eight. Uh, people yeah. on, on the stairwell and that just made yeah. me think oh great i'm last that means i'm the dumbest 
they all come from like upstairs as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they come, they, they've already yeah. been exploring the other four yeah. floors. Of <laughs> like, yeah, like, so they well, well, I was, yeah. well, I was just like trying to find out if there was a third way to open the kettle to to get another clue. <laughs> I was just trying to find the bathroom, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, that's a perfect opportunity to maybe introduce the other characters that yeah. Junpei bumps into on the uh, on the staircase. So, do we want to go numerically, or do we want to do favorites first? Numerically. Numerically? I'd say numerically. And when your favorite comes up, uh, please bring it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I wish I could remember some of of the things that that Junpei, like, labels them as before he knows their name. Ace is lion. And uh, uh, seven is mountain. Yes. (laughs) Mountain, yeah. Oh, and lotus is dancer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Snake is prince. Santa is white silver. Like uh, when you before they introduce themselves and, and you use these names, I uh, yeah. uh, when I was playing it this time, I'm like oh, I don't remember this. Did they, did they change the name for the PS4 version? What's going on? Yeah, but it was like no, oh they no, have, like, no no code no. Names they, yeah, there, the code there's names. a scene where everyone picks a code name. Okay, now I remember. Yep. So everybody's got at least three names, um, but first yeah. we have Ace, who is also known as Lion. Mm, interesting man. Very interesting man. man. Very. Very... <laughs> no, you, no, you go ahead. No, please go. Very, very well-spoken, mild-mannered, el- not elderly. I'd say he's, what, 50? About that? Mm. Yeah, yeah middle, I think he's, he's the middle-aged. oldest. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely the oldest. I mean, maybe Lotus would slap you if you said otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they get into a few scuffles in the game over, over those various things, don't they? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, Martin and, and Lotus. Yeah, um... <laughs> Ace seems to me, I mean, I haven't gotten to a point where he's divulged anything, but he seems to be too calm for the situation yeah. that's happening. <laughs> and I'm like, and every single time he says something, I'm like, you know something more than you're letting on. I don't know what it is, but every single time he's like, hmm, yes. Ah, oh, we should yeah. check all the other hallways. Hmm, maybe it's an organization. Maybe zero is, uh, is, 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 um, what's the word, uh, on the ship with us. I'm like, what? you have something, what you have it? something, and what is going on with you? He, he's the one that pings on the most for me as to, as to shifty behavior, just by his own non-committal and, and placid nature. And, and the, also shifty he um he gives himself a uh, a, a dose of a of a sleeping oh, agent yes. just yeah, just, I... just, to, just just to force so the, the yeah just to force the rest of the group into a decision it's like ha huh, now you have to go without me cuz i'm i'm falling uh, <laughs> so now oh. I, I I thought that that was much darker than it than it uh, was originally going to be. I thought he was just like leaving himself behind, and then you mm-hmm. go like twenty minutes later, go past a couple of escape rooms, come back, and he's like, oh, no, it's 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 all good. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, I, oh, I thought that was going to be full of dramatic tension. Like I thought he was just like sacrificing himself for the no, betterment no, no. of the group. He, he, no, no, he, no. he drugged himself with a little bit too much nonchalance. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. Like, I, I, I need a nap. I'm old. <laughs> that was that oh. was a great line, but but also like I yeah. How... Yeah. That reminds me of a very old George Carlin joke where he said, "I love being old because now all I have to do is say I'm tired and people will help me leave a room." <laughs> <laughs> that's one of many debates and scuffles about how to proceed and how how to get through. Absolutely. The number of doors, and that's probably mm-hmm. one of the most dramatic ways one of those is solved that I saw in my playthrough. Yeah. Like, the, the, 
what the one that's maybe just as dramatic is I think oh I'm, I'm struggling to remember I think it is the middle doors the one in the hospital the ones in the hospital room where yes. nobody wants to go through door number three but if you as the player character decide I need to go through door number three uh-huh. then Junpei will basically just seize two other characters and race through the room and, oh, and, wow. and leave everyone yeah. else behind he's super yeah. rude about it he's, um, it's, oh, a, it's a trick basically he oh, tricks wow. everyone. Yeah. He tricks everyone into going into it's, a room that they don't want to be in. It's basically it's basically the most villainous that Junpei is the entire yeah. the entire game. Oh yeah, he has like but, an yeah, evil smart and everything. But yeah. uh, it, and it doesn't it doesn't even really fit in with his uh, uh, personality with, 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 with his tone of personality. personality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People can get kind of devious in this game. Now, even the play, the player character with uh with you know manipulating how you go through the different rooms. And and I agree. Uh, Ace is one of the more suspicious characters. But uh, I mean Leona. Beyond that. No comment. No he's comment. Yeah, no comment. His, he's suspicious due to his lack of shifty behavior and trying to. Yeah, he's so, calm. <laughs> so reasonable. I will say this about Ace. He decided yeah. to sit on the floor in a room full of about 50 beds. <laughs> when he took that drug, he decided he'd rather sleep on the floor than like a bed that there was plenty of. That's all we need to say about Ace, I think. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so next we have Snake, who's my favorite. Yeah, oh, uh, Snake, Snake is great. Snake. I have a, a love hate relationship with this character. I think he's perfectly active, but boy, howdy, me personally, I don't like him. <laughs> What's the word? As as a person, he he is someone that, that with a personality type that makes me frustrated. Is this? sense of arrogance that yes. that uh that permeates his entire being and i'm like oh you're whenever, a great character whenever you join him in a puzzle room um he is so condescending yeah maybe yeah. i feel differently because i never joined him in a puzzle room <laughs> yeah, oh. but I, I don't think yeah i don't think he's in that many because he does disappear in the middle of the game mm-hmm. um yeah. which is not really a spoiler because all of us have been through that part of the game it's um, a regulatory yeah. part yeah. yeah 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 it is but so i, I think uh I think he's with you in one of the, the casino. First, yeah, in the casino side, where it's the first yeah. class cabin in the casino. So yeah. uh, he's definitely with you for that. And uh, yeah, he's super condescending. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> I, I don't want to comment on uh, what ha- on the second half of the story regarding Snake, but he is he is a cool personality and cool look. And the fact that he's you know getting around blind uh is you know that 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 that, that that's a ball a baller move he doesn't need his sister to help him with everything and then he yeah. essentially like labels himself as as daredevil in a sense of being like yeah i <laughs> i i using my auditory abilities i have the ability uh-huh. to, to be able to fight super well i'm like interesting <laughs> it's like, really? i wonder okay. if that's gonna come up later let's put that under foreshadowing <laughs> right. uh, with, two, with two brackets foreshadowing yeah that's <laughs> he's an interesting character to, to say needs, the least all he needs is a sword and he's basically zatoichi Oh yes. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, he, he, some of the random comments he made in my playthrough kind of imply that he could approach Daredevil levels. It's mm-hmm, <laughs> so actually one of the things I thought was kind of cool was when everybody's kind of comparing what happened to them near the beginning of the game. Yes. Um, Snake got extra information in Braille, conveniently, um, mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. because he's not cited zero. The the mastermind behind these games who's sort of in the shadows 
Is, um, that, is that in every path you learn that? I'm trying to remember. It's in it's it's the main path, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the main, okay, it's it. main path. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just after the ninth man dies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I had to unlock uh, the, six, the six endings individually, or uh, so I had to do five runs since two of the endings are connected. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but so I I might be a little bit iffy on what you learn in each path. It's mm. yeah. So I, I I really hope I don't make a mistake, so I don't spoil anything for Trent or Hillary. But it's I, I, oh I'm I'm sorry for uh for Hillary or Stranger, but <laughs> but the um but but yeah, like him getting a secret message in Braille is <laughs> something you, that's a little bit weird to predict. And the frustrating and interesting thing is I'm not entirely sure he needs that extra information. He's definitely, at least in my playthrough, one of the characters. I was like, you you know what's going on. You could have made all that up. Hmm. <laughs> Possible. Oh, no, no. This paper with holes is really just nonsense. I just pretended it was yeah. Braille because you, you, guys, you guys wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, that plays into some assumptions that I have about some characters and, and the idea of withholding information. And I'm like, yes. I, everyone knows I'm like, uh, I don't this, know if this he's, is not, if this he's is not, not really a spoiler. telling the truth. This is not yeah. really a spoiler, but basi- basically everyone's withholding something in this game. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm feeling. Everyone has a secret that they're keeping, at least one. Yeah. What, the one thing to add about Snake is that he and Clover are siblings, according to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. non alike looking siblings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a suspicion, Trent, that you wish to share? <laughs> I I don't well I, I, I don't doubt I don't doubt their siblinghood personally, because yeah. I, I, think, I think they do care for each other. That's No, that's clear, absolutely. I just, they, they probably adopted siblings, I want to say. That's my that's my suspicion, but there's obviously something mm-hmm. there that I'm personally not getting as to, <laughs> as to their relationship and how they correlate to each other, and why they're there, honestly, because if they're siblings together, they're one of the only other people that has a direct link to each other, like um, Akane, um, June, and Junpei. Yeah, oh, it's, really? it's interesting. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Jade, I think this is another no comment moment for you and I. Got me. <laughs> is it? Oh, I, I could, I couldn't tell. Raising my hair. <laughs> okay, so interesting, interesting <laughs> things to come with with that aspect. The implications, of, you know. yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to move on to Santa? Yes. yes sure. My favorite. Okay. My favorite. Oh, all right. Santa. We got another Bye. favorite. Yes. Yay. I love Santa. Is 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 kind of a dick. Uh, mm. It's kind of, kind of. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't swear. Uh, he's uh, a, he's I'll a, allow it. Yeah, you'll allow that one. Yeah, it's fine. Because <laughs> it's Santa, and it's true. It's true. Uh, but I don't know. I like his attitude, especially in like throughout the game. It really grows on me, and he has some real moments. And I think if you've played the the scene in the engine room, is that the one? No, the furnace room. Like you know the one in the in the the hull of the ship. You have a real touching moment with him. It really sort of brings his character. You get yeah, some likability from him. I think that yeah, I think that's the engine room, and you do the warehouse right after that one. If you're on yes. that, if you're on that path, right. yes, uh-huh. where he has a picture of and he talks about his sister who's dead. I think it's quite sad. I think that's door six in the last choice. I think. Oh yeah, I missed that. Right. Mm. That's a moment. And he also he also hates anything with the number four, which is interesting, considering we have a four number in the game. 
I, I thought they did that because um, uh, four is considered a bad, uh, a very unlucky number in in uh, some Asian cultures, in, including China. Because yeah, like, but it's, it sounds like the word for death. Mm. But when you first oh, play this game, you're like, is it is it Clover? Does he hate Clover? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that is kind of yeah. suspicion. Like, because in the in the path I took, he had a bookmark with a four leaf clover, and yeah. I think he he explicitly says he doesn't like four because of that homophone bad luck. But then he also, he also says a bunch of stuff about not really believing in four leaf clovers and luck. So well, I don't know. He's an extremely bleak person. He's like, yeah, I hate the yeah. idea of hope and luck. It's like, oh, okay, Faith, buddy. Yeah, my favorite <laughs> love and luck. Yeah, leaf words. It's like, oh man, I guess I'm, this game has pseudo botany as well as pseudo as well as, well as like <laughs> pseudo physics in it. Yeah, layers so, upon layers upon layers of layers. <laughs> Oh no, they're making me find the digital root of chemistry formulas. Awesome. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Not my favorite puzzle in the game, having to remember no, high, high it, school it's, chemistry. It's rough, yeah. It was the one that took me the longest besides the cargo room, I will say. I... Oh, we can get, to, we can get into, into puzzle rooms later. But oh yeah, of, we can get puzzle rooms. Yeah, speaking, yeah. speaking of four things, how about we talk about Clover next? Clover, yep. Ah, uh, yes. So Anyone's she's... favorite? <laughs> she's um, one of the younger characters. Hmm. Yeah, she's but not 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 as young as you think, though. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't um I don't know how young she is. Uh, she's eighteen in this game. Okay. Is she? Yeah, she doesn't see me. Really? Does she? Yeah. She the digital like root of eighteen 16. is nine. Oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, she's not my favorite character, but I, I think she's a positive presence most of the time. Um, when uh, when Ace, not Ace, I'm sorry, when Snake disappears, and uh, mm. she sort of slowly convinces herself that he may have died because uh, no one's able to find him. She mm. she becomes quite sullen if you're if you're paired with her in the last uh-huh. scene of Doors. Yeah, that was, I... that was my playthrough. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was also my playthrough at least for a little bit. I saw. Uh... She was with um, Mountain, I think, in the operating room. And uh, the interplay between her sullenness and her vivaciousness, I guess. Um, like her, like it, it was a really interesting juxtaposition that I thought was a bit true to life. And, um, like if you're yeah, faced she with was, grief. And, swinging yeah. back and forth there. Yeah. 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 Speaking of swinging... Oh, boy. That was unintentional. That was unintentional, but I did walk into that. Um, uh, is it okay if I spoil one of the one of the bad endings for you guys? That's the ending. I yeah, go for it. Okay, where well, you really anyway. see the, okay, yeah. the yeah, there, there's an there's yeah. an ending called the axe ending. It's called the axe ending because when you uh, unlock it, it, the little you know icon you get is of an axe. It, it's basically if you do a couple paths, but one of the but one of the choices you make is choosing door one at the at the third juncture. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, Clover comes to the conclusion that. That uh, I think it's I, I think I think it's Seven and Santa. Yes. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That Seven and Santa mm-hmm. killed her brother because that's the only number combination that would have them go Ooh. through door number door number three. Okay. And yep. she she picks up an axe that's in uh, that's in one of the rooms behind the one the door. Oh boy. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and she murders everyone in the boat. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> and, uh, and it, uh, it, it's it's unclear if she gets to Ace or Lotus because because they're they're in a different room when you meet when you uh, when you find out what Clover's done. 
but uh-huh. but she at, she at least kills uh June Junpei Santa and uh, uh seven and and seven and um and oh the, and the ending is uh, Junpei slowly slowly losing consciousness because he's been killed by with an axe to the back of the head. Yeah, she's she's oh like, let's God. let's leave together. I have all these bracelets, and you're like, okay, I'll take your hand, and then wham, an axe in the neck. Yep. <laughs> oh. So that's I have the all accent. these bracelets. That's an it. Okay, so we didn't explain the bracelets. You know, we haven't explained the format of this experiment. The actual, the actual you know? structure and threat that's so, it. Yeah. Okay, so be- so before we get to the five bracelets, should we uh, uh, go into how, what this experiment is and what this game is? <laughs> Should we finish the characters first? Yeah, we should, we should yeah, finish the characters. Yeah, let's finish characters, and then we'll explain yeah. what they're doing. All right, well, yeah, I, I guess to explaining character number nine will go directly into what the, the consequences yeah, of this yeah. game are. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so next we have five is Junpei, who did, in fact, spoil his true name. So mm-hmm. he's just Junpei. He's Thanks, the protagonist. Jun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like Junpei a lot. As a protagonist, I really like him. Yeah, he he's realistic. He he acts. I mean, you control him, like pseudo control him as the as the person making the choices. But he has like a really like kind of realistic and pragmatic uh, reality about the situation. And he doesn't. Uh-huh. He keeps his head together, which I think is nice. Yeah, yeah. he keeps. Uh, he keeps. Um, he's quite sensible, which uh, which is which is yeah, it's good for a protagonist. I think in that sort of situation to 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 be like that. Yeah. I like him. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> preface that, but yeah, he's one of my favorites. None of his options ever felt, at least in in this particular run, felt off the wall. You know mm. what I mean? Like, there seemed to be like kind of a solid reasoning, like exactly what you said. He actually kind of has a, a head on a good head on his shoulders mm. in a really terrifying situation. So, mm-hmm. um, and he he is another character who's related to an, the next character we're going to discuss, and that's. Uh. That's exactly how his code name gets spoiled because he sees um, the person with the number six bracelet, and they have a moment where they recognize each other and they're placing each other. Yeah, she calls. Does she call him by his nickname or does she actually use his name? No, Jumpy, I, yeah, and then jumpy. she says Jumpy later. Yeah, uh, okay. she uses yeah, both. Yeah, I think, yeah, she says both. That's correct. Yeah, that's what I thought. They're childhood friends who have not seen each other in a very long time, and there's near the beginning. There's a lot of questions around. Like, well, this couldn't be an accident, us being trapped on this boat, because, uh-huh. like, we know each other, and some of us seem to be, re- like, connected. And they knew each other when they were nine! Oh! <laughs> again! Oh, oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> this game just keeps... Man, I didn't, I didn't pick any of these up. Man, that's... Oh. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, my goodness. You're going to be seeing nine everywhere now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is worse than playing a latent game and seeing puzzles and everyday things. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, uh, Junpei yeah. and Akane, a.k.a. June, are childhood friends. June is very attached to Junpei. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Right away. She's, she's dropping signals, and he is so dense. He is dro- <laughs> she's dropping anvils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he is like, woo. He, he, he's like, man, where are these anvils coming from? Yeah. <laughs> there's there's one incredibly awkward scene where uh where where they discuss the elevator. Mm. They, they, oh, the elevator yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's mm. it's before the third juncture. They're discussing um, they, they find an elevator that goes deep, and they're concerned that it might you know uh, be part of the flooded section of the ship from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and so. 
I, I think if you pick the right or wrong uh, <laughs> dialogue option, depending, I can't on, stop laughing at it. Yeah, depending on your point of view, there is a very, very salacious set of misunderstood puns about uh, about yeah. the word wet that are, oh boy. Yes. <laughs> oh wow, boy. I, didn't, I missed that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe uh, I would have to take off the uh, PG label on this podcast to really get yes. to really get into that line of dialogue. But it's something. Let me tell you. There's actually a similar one that pops up randomly in the freezer if you are doing the kitchen puzzles, where like if if you if you examine the like extremely frozen slab of chicken enough times, <laughs> you yeah, you will say something about it being really hard. And uh, yeah. that's, that, that's that set of uh, misunderstandings around yeah. that word. So there you go. There's also a lot in the third class cabin when you can share a shower together or uh, you can select a bed and June will start blushing. So uh, June's very eager. I'll say that. <laughs> she has an interest in Junpei. Yes. Uh, but uh, but other, otherwise, she's, um, she's, you know, she's not stupid, but she's a, she's a little bit meek, uh, uh, maybe. A little bit of conspiracy theorist as well. Yeah, no, she has a lot of thoughts on uh, on um, <laughs> what is it, morphogenic fields. Yeah, and, so and mummies she... and ice nine. Yeah. And, gly- she... and glycerin and yes, astrological all... symbols. She is oh, the one who knows what, all what, of them. What book is ice nine from? I keep forgetting. Cat's Cradle. Cat's Cradle. I, I knew it was a Vonnegut mm. novel. I couldn't remember which one. Yeah. yeah the only ones I fin- the only one I finished is Slaughterhouse Five, and I knew it wasn't that. But uh... <laughs> and so it goes. Yeah, but uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, June. I, it, it, this is a little unfair, but I think her defining trait is uh, is her connection to Junpei. <laughs> I bet. I, yeah, I'd say her other one is just she's really idealistic and she refuses. At, uh-huh. at least the path yeah. I took, she refuses to let anyone get left behind. Right. And she's, she's very to some extent, mm-hmm. the other characters start to expect that, <laughs> some of the other characters start to factor that into their decisions. Yeah, that June's going to make a fuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She also is prone to um, hot, hot flashes, <laughs> fainting spells. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She said she has a fever at one point, and then it goes away. Yeah. I um. I, I, I have a, I have a theory about her uh, about her illness that I mm. absolutely cannot discuss right now. Oh no, you can't. Okay. You have yeah. to talk about it next time. Cause, right? Because my my foreshadowing like like radar is like hmm, she's doing that at like certain points in the story. And I get that it's a fairly tense circumstance, but hmm, what's going on with that? Everything I'm just pointing a finger at, going like, hmm, that's a pattern. That's a pattern. That's You're a pattern. suspicious. Yeah. You're suspicious. Everyone's suspicious. <laughs> yeah, we're we're, we're like uh, the, we're like the Oprah of detectives. You're a suspect, and you're a suspect, yeah. and you're a, a red herring. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting kind of, uh, set of circumstances, her getting those fevers, uh, in, in various rooms as you go through, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's something else will be, I guess, determined later. Oh, no. I think we only got one in the path that I took, so that's interesting. Oh. And that was the second class, or no, that was right before the second class cabin, and in the second class, class cabin, Junpei asked, are you better? And yeah. Yeah. She has one immediately after she sees the ninth man's body. Yep. Yeah. Next right. on the list, I think, is Mountain. Yep. Big boy. AKA seven. AKA seven. One of the yeah. less uh, creative name codename choices. <laughs> <laughs> I am seven because my number is seven. <laughs> <laughs> Travel. 
right. How do we feel about Seven? He's interesting. I mean, all of them are interesting in their own individual uh, ways, but his uh, amnesia uh, is a is a fascinating plot point that uh, he yes. he starts to remember things as the story mm-hmm. goes on, and those things are specifically helpful to the circumstance at hand. And yep. then there's me going like, hmm. <laughs> Again, I, I say that I say I, that happened like thirty to forty times during my playthrough. <laughs> I just go, hmm. I'm gonna get that eventually. But I, <laughs> you have amnesia. You're the only one with amnesia <laughs> at the moment, uh, and you don't. Yeah, you don't look like someone who, who you look like a dock worker or something that is in a blue collar profession. So I'm. Yeah, That's an interesting profession that you just named there, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's an interesting character. Quite crass. Uh, actually, uh, a yeah, lot of the he, time, I, yeah, I felt. He's very gruff, yeah. very blunt. He clashes with Lotus all the time, mm. which, oh, yeah. which which does which makes me think. Well, okay, either they're both jerks or they're secretly in love. I'm about fifty fifty on this. <laughs> oh, they're they're definitely secretly in love. <laughs> <laughs> it's one hundred percent in my eyes. All right, got it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I could go either way, but the uh, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't mind seven. Um, he also has a you know an unusual interest in history. I think he he's the guy who suggests that the boat is the gigantic, which is yes. not exactly you know something that shows up on your AP history exam. He he's usually a positive presence in the d- different puzzle rooms. Like he, you know he's he's helpful. He's he makes suggestions. He's he's not a jerk to Junpei, but he's definitely a jerk to Lotus a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Junpei's a jerk to Lotus sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. Well, we've established that 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 Junpei's personality might be schizophrenic, yeah. depending on depending on the player depending responses. On... Right. Yeah. The part where you see that was it the Mercury symbol, and he says that's 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 Lotus because it's the female symbol with horns. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> she does not take that well. Something on the Lotus hate train, Junpei. Yeah, and he's also like I think in. Close to the time he's talking about the gigantic, he's also pretty helpful with the chemistry puzzle. I'm not, and so yeah, he seems to be kind of knowledgeable in that regard. Yeah, which is highly suspicious <laughs> for someone who has amnesia that's managing to pull out specific knowledge helpful to the circumstance at the time. This is ridiculous. I want to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Everyone on a baseline in this game is just a bit smarter than I am in all levels. Like, Absolutely. I feel right. the same way. <laughs> June breaks out the sublimation point of like ice, and to the very de- to the de- the degree it happens, and you make a bomb out of it in the freezer. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that in my playthrough. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that, that's, combine... yeah that, that's in the kitchen, and you use a a CO two bomb with dry ice to <laughs> to, to to escape a door, which is yeah. something mm-hmm. that wild. I, like, I, I again, I could not MacGyver my way out of that situation. No, I would have died there. Yeah, it's like, it's like well, <laughs> I guess we are frozen now. <laughs> That's also something that never really quite got resolved because when you're in the freezer, it shuts on you, and mm-hmm. Lotus is on the other side of the door. And she 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 just gives up. She's not really she's not really trying. Yeah. She's, like, she's like, well, if they die, they die. She's like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. I'm going to check my nails. <laughs> it's not my problem. She does have that nail checking pose that may have yeah. been that may have been the exact pose she was in during her response. Probably. Yes. <laughs> 
Are we are we talking about Lotus now? Is that like yeah, sure. segue oh, sure, into yeah. Lotus? Like uh, Lotuses have eight petals, and that's why she's the eighth eighth bracelet. And she's yeah. my favorite character because she's just <laughs> such a. She is so mean and smart, but oh, also I love how smart she is. But also hiding like all of it. Um, uh-huh. The the ending that I got uh, on my first run was the submarine ending. That's the only ending where you get a lot of info out of Lotus, which is weird to me because uh, w- one of our um, one of our Twitter followers uh, me- mentioned this when I announced that we were doing nine 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 for the podcast that the sub ending being optional is crazy because it give it's the only one that gives you a lot of Lotus backstory. Aww. And uh, again, if you. Uh, go through certain pathways, you realize that she used to work at a security company. She, uh, oh. she is a, a brilliant programmer and she had yeah. twin, she had twin daughters as a teenager. Oh, uh, wow. And, huh. uh, and also she, um, can, she begins the tradition of at least one character in each game in this series, <laughs> not knowing how to wear a shirt. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's Lotus. Then, uh, the, the, Alice. then Alice, then, uh, Mira, None of, yeah. three women who, uh, do not know how to wear shirts properly. So, no. um, but anyway, so I think Lotus is really fun. Um, I wish I had more puzzle rooms with her, uh, as a companion, which is, which is a little silly cause she, she's already in a, in several of them. Uh, yeah. And I, I always liked having her around and I am still a little baffled that, uh, the only way you get sort of the end point of her character is in the sub ending, which is a which is one of the optional bad endings. Yeah, it does give you a little incentive to play these bad endings, though. I suppose like, yeah. you do. Yeah, they're, they're not completely pointless. Yeah, the, 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 the knife ending is a little bit empty because everything you learn in the knife ending happens in a different ending. The sub ending yeah. has a lot of good information, but it also has a, a, a bit of a grisly ending. Um, the yeah. accent, the, cof- the coffin <laughs> ending is the most pointless. Yeah, I think, the, the coffin ending is the, is the is the most pointless because the coffin <laughs> oh, ending no. is what you get if you do if you do the true ending path, but don't have the true ending conditions filled. Then you, <laughs> the, then the game just ends at the coffin. Yeah, um, it just says to be continued. And, and, and the oh, accent no. ending. The accenting doesn't give you a lot of insight, but at least it's brutal and, and terrifying. Oh yeah. So, so when that's I, what's fun about that. Yeah. One. When I first played the game, the accenting is actually the first ending I ever got, oh and I was not I was not expecting it to go there. But it did make me like really want to play. I'm like, why is everyone a crazy murderer? Like I thought we were friends, Clover. Yeah. <laughs> Clover is not your friend. Clover is only your friend if you are an axe. <laughs> or, or you are snake. I was oh, you're about to snake, say maybe, yes. maybe snake. <laughs> or you are snake, or snake likes you. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last character though is the one that doesn't really get a name. I put question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, my I think they the refer to him. Man. Yeah, they refer to him the as the ninth man. man. The he's, ninth man. He's on yeah. the cover of the box, and he is dead in forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what you do see of the ninth man, you get a little personality from. You see, he seems like a very jittery person. Or I don't know if it's just a situation that he doesn't like the situation that he's in, but he's uh, he doesn't say uh, anything. He he just no, sort of stares. He he, 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 he stutters a lot in his words when he does talk. When mm-hmm. he pulls the the butter knife on Clover, mm-hmm. he, he stutters <laughs> quite that's a not, bit. That's not a butter but... knife. That, that, that's a that's a real that's a real knife. It's. It's a barney. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's the knife <laughs> in the knife ending that, that kills everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, oh what? Well, maybe he came back from the dead and stabbed <gasps> someone else. <laughs> no comment. No. 
I just oh, so many zany theories of, uh, of where I think it's gonna go. Yeah. yeah. Was there any knife? Was there any knives in the kitchen? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So you sharpen you d. There's a rusty knife, and you yeah, um... you de rust and you sharpen it. And... Yeah. Well, mm. there you go. There you go. I'm could be that well. One. I'm pretty sure it's that knife because of stuff that happens in other endings that we shall not discuss tonight. Jade. Okay, Monson. I'm glad the codenames are working out. I definitely forgot to use them for the first 20 minutes of the podcast, but now they are how I will refer to all of you forever. Okay. I'm a a stranger to this story, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) So just to explain a little bit about this knife, man, he, he... Stops and blinks at you on the staircase. And mm-hmm. after Zero makes his, an- actually, this is a good time to pause and say, you get an announcement after you meet the Knife Man. On the mm-hmm. staircase, you get an announcement from Zero, who is the other character, quote in quotes, worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the organizer of the games explaining the rules about the numbered doors, how there are certain designated pathways through the ship that you can take, or at least Zero heavily implies that. And the only real way to proceed and potentially find a way off the ship before it sinks in nine hours are these numbered doors that have little technological contraptions called the red and the dead attached to them. You have to, and there are rules about using them and you have to use them with the numbered bracelets that are on all nine people's wrists that they can't get off. Okay. Before, before we continue, I insist there are no cowboy puns when we're discussing these reds and deads understood. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. I will. I will say that the most realistic Red and Deads I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is the only Red and Dead we're going to talk about in this podcast. That's fair. We can get it out of our system now. Um, so you have to use the bracelets. Howdy, ma'am. All right. <laughs> you have to use a combination of bracelets that equals the digital root of the door you want to go through, and. There are rules about the number of people, no fewer than three, no more than five. Everyone who scans in has to go in and find the dead within 81 seconds and scan there. If not, then the the bracelets will cause anyone in there to explode, basically, because they're explosive mm-hmm. bracelets <laughs> that no one can remove. And I well, they can be removed, but I think the person's pulse has to be. Yes, or you pass through the number nine door. Or you, yeah, or you pass through the number nine door. So Zero explains all this, and the ninth man promptly, uh, as we briefly mentioned, takes Clover hostage and the and gets the appropriate people to open one of the doors. Goes through himself and meets a grisly end. Yes, because he didn't have the full rules at his disposal. Mm-hmm. Or someone lied to him. He says he lied to me. Yeah. yeah, he, he doesn't take the circumstances immediately before his death very well. No. Yeah, that, that there's an implication there that he knows more than what's going on. I mean, the implication is that everyone knows more than what's going on, but him specifically <laughs> seems to know that uh, that at least in some aspect, who or or what zero is essentially. That's the mm. that's that's what I'm getting at from he that particular. Feel line. that he's tied to zero, or maybe he had instructions. Yeah, to to serve as a, an example for 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 what could happen if you don't follow the rules, maybe. 
his death is very gruesome. When you open oh. that door, you get the most vivid description of a mangled yeah. corpse. <laughs> and, and also in the uh, behind the number three door in the shower room puzzle, there's another mangled corpse that is oh, yeah. uh, that yeah. is also pretty gruesome. They're, they don't really shy away from depictions of uh, mangled uh-huh. corpses in this game. Are we going? Are, are, are we going to say who that corpse is? Because um, I don't, I know some, but I don't. Uh, these two guys played. That no, no, I, I, I got to that corpse on my ending. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. So you know who that yeah, it's, is. It's, it, that, who that, that, is. that corpse is wearing uh, is wearing Snake's jacket. So yes. it's mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's everyone's pretty <laughs> sure it's Snake. Um, yeah. Uh, but but beyond saying beyond that, uh, no comment. I, I may yeah. I may have made Junpei, Junpei a little bit more skeptical about that fact. Yeah, <laughs> we're just holding out hope that's, that uh, that your hero Stink is still out there somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> I, I have to. I don't know if if I don't, Clover will. I be... want to believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to say earlier. This is definitely a trust no one X Files scenario. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't want Clover to lose hope because then she'll murder everyone. Yeah, exactly. That is a very, that is a really very fair position, it. and I understand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, let me tell you, I uh, that axe ending is it, it, it's something. It's spooky. It's yeah. very spooky. Yeah, it really goes to show the pressure cooker kind of situation that they're in and, and yep. how it changes the, the personalities of these people in the three to five hours that you play with them like mm-hmm. drastically based on who they are yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's fascinating from what you're saying about clover versus um well i i got the knife ending so i don't i don't know anything i have i have many questions and no actual uh answers to it but seeing people just divulge into or devolve into base versions of themselves is always a fascinating thing to see yeah the, um yeah. and it, uh, uh we've been through the structure of the game uh the, the way to and I, I think I told all uh, both Hillary and Stranger the, uh, this privately, but uh, um, the way to see the all of the info in this game is to get the safe ending, which is one of the bad endings, uh, yeah. and then and then go to a certain path uh, to the true ending because you need to know things in the safe ending in order to reach the true ending. And um, mm-hmm. we will we will not discuss those endings here. That is definitely for the second episode. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think the plan for all of us was to go through and just get one ending going through doors willy-nilly, and then for the second episode, uh, after you get one ending, which I got the sub-ending the first time, then unlock the other two. But like a doofus, I just got hooked and unlocked every single ending. So I <laughs> I am ready to talk about this game next week, two weeks, next year, whenever. Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> I, I didn't really need to pick up this game again. I do have the entire script memorized from playing it so much. Oh my. Oh god. No, I, 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 needed to play, I needed to play again uh, to, to remember everything, because again, it's been eight years, but I'm, uh-huh. I'm going to lie and say it's nine years. Um, yeah. But the... But I, I did need to play it again to remember everything, but now that I've played it, it is... It's vivid. This game sticks with you. <laughs> Premise is really exciting. Um, there's a lot of dread, a lot of a lot of cool mm. lore and uh how about like the sound effects like the the ship oh, cre- like the, so oh, yeah. like the ship creaking yeah. and the sound uh-huh. of everyone running upstairs those it, yeah the running sounds are... and and the, the 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 really tense music in a lot of the puzzle rooms yeah yeah i think one of my favorites is the is the dramatic when a puzzle <laughs> It's the dramatic. You can do this in the background, but the dramatic, like <laughs> seek a way out when yeah, when a puzzle starts. Out, yeah. 
and then and then and then like yeah and then the the, the relaxing oh, that, like, that was more law and order maybe i'm a foley artist on law and order you'll know <laughs> <laughs> these are their stories <laughs> there we go. dick wolf <laughs> But then the sound effect when you do finish a puzzle is like the one really nice, relaxing, soothing one. It's like you found it. You, you, get, yeah, a nice, yeah. it's also... you get a nice, really meaty sound of a door opening, depending depending on what kind of door it is. Whether it's you know like a yeah. big metal one or a wooden one, it's like a nice big, loud creak, and then the mm-hmm. and then the the sort of the victory sound. It's, it's it feels great. It's a good reward. Yeah, <laughs> I w- I was found this. The, you found it very patronizing. Like yeah. I, I spent two hours. <laughs> in this puzzle room and then it goes oh you found it well done you you're it's like, super it, 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 it's like you've hidden a dog treat under a under a flower pot and then, and, then, and, then when, and then when the puppy you're training finally gets it you found it oh my god good dog, you, good dog. Did it. you found the, the briefcase again so proud so what I'm hearing is that this game you can sort of like tell who Who's easily irked in terms of finding things patronizing? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I yeah. didn't find it. I, I mean, okay, look, my, the number one reason for me playing this game is how exciting the story is and how it all ties together in the end, beautiful, beautifully. And the, but then uh, second place is solving sixteen puzzles, so I get sixteen. You found it. <laughs> so um, sorry, Monson's like, I will take all your medals. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Any congratulations for me? That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> I feel accomplished now. All right, so that's a good segue into puzzles. So we already discussed the first puzzle, which was escaping the third class cabin. Um, and, and that was basically, to te- really, it was kind of a tutorial puzzle to teach you about the digital root system a little bit, get, get you used to the inventory navigation and the room navigation, which is... Yeah, kind of annoying. Yeah, navigation sometimes, sometimes yeah. works against you, and uh, like it that, really does. Un- unless you really are figure out how to find magic magic pixels, that first puzzle can take a while. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. It looks like like the the curtain that covers the mirror. It just looks like a wall to me. Yep. And I was like, why would I click the wall? Yeah, and I think in some cases the graphics work against you a little bit too, because I. Mm. I wasn't thinking there was a mirror behind that curtain. I didn't know what was there. I just eventually noticed that you could click on it. Yeah. Yeah. After a while, if a puzzle is stymieing me a little bit, I just have to sort of figure out to click on everything. Like yep. there was yep. a. Uh, oh shoot! In the in the laboratory puzzle, uh, there's a. I needed to find a plug attachment, and I mm-hmm. basically to get that plug attachment, you have to go into the into the window where uh, the area where Clover's in. And just click everything until she finds a plug in that room. It's like yeah. this, is, oh, this is not communicated very well. <laughs> it's either it's either click everything or combine everything. It's time to yes. combine yes. all yes. my items and in random ways and see what works. Click everything right. until there's nothing to click. Then combine everything yes. until there's nothing com- to combine. Then go back to click. Uh-huh. Of course, say... combine this bag of ice with this frozen meat. Of course, that means something and will create crushed ice. <laughs> Well, and eventually you will have to add numbers together, and then you will that be was, at the door. Yep. Well, that meat was obviously super frozen, and <laughs> okay, don't read me. <laughs> I, I saw I solved the briefcase puzzle really quick. You'll have you know. I'm sure much faster than me. But that's that's sort of a that brings me to the point that 
in terms of like giving hints and giving decent amounts of information when you go to mm. randomly combine things or look at them, investigate uh -huh. them in your inventory, you it, by like point and click adventure standards, you get some good hints and a good amount of information. Yeah, yeah. If, if you um uh, fail a puzzle, like especially if it's a uh, one of the number or mathy things, uh, or like look at something and then sort of back out of the window, then whoever's with you will comment on the puzzle and what it means. And if you do that a couple times in a row, they'll uh, they'll give you a good amount of hints. The the game, I don't think the game ever plays unfair with mm -mm. the the puzzle content, but sometimes nope. it's annoying. Like you just don't realize that a certain element or certain texture is something that can be clicked on. Right, or and you, that you're missing something as a result. Yeah. Oh, was it good? yeah. And those and those hints usually come in the format of, well, maybe we could find some sort of object that would do X. Oh man, in the in the shower room, there's I think four toilets <laughs> that you can t check, and each toilet has something hidden in it. But in the different part of the toilet, it's like, oh, this one needs the toilet paper roll. This one, there's something in the tank. This one, I need to flush the toilet to read something that's on the middle of it. It's like it's like which which toilet is which? Like I I, I thought I was done cleaning toilets. <laughs> Yeah, if we're going sequentially, I think next are like the second class cabin rooms. Um, and one of the well, it depends. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. door is the lounge in the second class cabin, and one do door is the first class cabin in the casino. Yes. Okay. Right. You can either so go did... with Snake and Seven to go through the casino. Snake Seven. I, I think it's Snake and Seven, and that maybe that's it. And the other door yeah. is the other door is uh, Akane. Uh, Lo I, th I think it's no. Santa. Lotus I think is Santa. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Santa and Lotus. And Santa. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's I, yeah. I I will not be able to remember the exact combination of people in every room except for some of the ones related to endings. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I was in the I was in the one with June and Lotus and Santa, and I thought that was just really cool the way they constructed it because you had two rooms who were, yeah. that were basically kind of mirrored each other, and all three of them kind of contributed, and mm -hmm. yeah. it, it was you eventually had to kind of map a picture in in one room you, there was a picture in one room and you had to replicate it in the other but there was a lot of like finding pieces and between oh, rooms you were sort of switching partners as well like who mm -hmm. was following you around and that was quite cool yeah all these all these ones are these places are tightly designed like in, in the kitchen puzzle uh if you're on one side of the kitchen uh lotus is sort of your partner and if you're on the other side it's uh, -huh. uh it's uh it's santa and june and when you're locked in the freezer it's just you santa and um, or is it? I'm sorry. You Mount you seven in June. Well, I, I forget. But no, uh, seven isn't in the kitchen. I don't Santa, know. Santa is in the freezer. Okay, yeah. So it's so, so it's yeah. um Santa June and Junpei in the freezer. Yeah. But and uh, also in the in the laboratory. I think I mentioned this before. But Clover accidentally gets locked in another room, and you have to <laughs> and you have to like you're you're with Lotus on uh on the unlocked side, and sometimes you have to go to Clover and have her pass you things through the through the bars of the locked door to to solve uh -huh. puzzles in the other. In the in the other room, so all of these puzzle rooms, I, they feel tightly designed and they they fit neatly together most of the time. I, I really like them. I, like there's a there's 16 in this game and also 16 in VLR, but VLR is a much longer game because there's just so much more story and dialogue to wade through. Uh, mm. But in 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 999, uh, the puzzles feel brisk and and fun and. Uh, you know, you you get that nice, you know, a little endorphin rush when you uh, when you hear that when you see that door open. <laughs> Let's see. I think we're missing the the operating. Yeah, the operating room puzzle was one that yeah. I particularly the, liked. Clover yeah. Seven. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I did the operating room puzzle. That was a that was it was satisfying once you finally figured out um, 
the actual pattern of events, uh, finding the, oh, what was it? Um, numerically uh, adding values to kind of unlock a safe to get a piece of uh, a piece of a person or, or a little doll to click it together. And then you have to change the pieces of said uh, John and Jane, I assume Doe, uh, uh, just like to kind of get the stab out of these. It was, yeah, it was a very involved, but thoroughly entertaining and enjoyable uh, escape room. It was good. Yeah, yeah good fun. It, was, it was interesting in that you had the overarching puzzle of putting the dummies together, the operating yeah. dummies, but to get to the pieces, of course, you know, half of them are in color-coded locked lockers. Oh, I forgot and about had, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you, had, and you had to add different solutions to... Yeah. And and read probably with some sort of spectrometer. I think read the color to open the little locker with that color label on it. I think, I think, I think it was a, it was it was a mass spectrometer because it had a it, yeah. it had a, a laser refracting through it. It had to be right. Yeah, no, it absolutely did. Yeah, that there was there was puzzle within a puzzle, which I think is a lot of what what those escape rooms, I guess, as yeah. you're saying, do well in that they layer themselves um, perfectly together. Um, in my opinion, most of the time, like 99% of the puzzles were great, but I guess it was maybe my own intelligence. Um, the the very the cargo hold one was the one that I had the most trouble with. With the little push bot puzzle at the end? Yes, the hexadecimal uh, and the it's like three yeah. three puzzles one after another, all with different uh, kind of uh, parameters as to solve them. And I was yeah. like, oh man, yeah. this collecting is... the ID cards is like the easy yeah. part. But then absolutely, but 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 then the uh, the the weird there's a weird hexadecimal thing which is introduced in some puzzles earlier and also have uh, you reading things in hex. Oh yeah, yeah, the kitchen. I, the kitchen. And I didn't yeah. get any of that, so I was like, "What is hexa hexadecimal? <laughs> <laughs> what is this?" Okay, yeah. And, and then the pushing puzzle, which really felt like it was from a latent game, because there's so many, so much pushing and sliding in those. But the yeah. uh, and but and that one was a little challenging. I I agree. The one that I sort of dislike the oh, most no. is the um the, the holding cell puzzle. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Right after the holding cell room is the torture room, and I hate the final torture room puzzle because it's basically just you have to look at at a a computer screen of someone who is attached to a device that looks like an electric chair and fiddle with switches but the switches you know affect things on other screens it, it's a little, it's a little complicated to explain Hello? no so it's, it's just a lot of okay I'll hit this switch and then I'll and then I'll click two screens over how does it affect this okay it didn't do that so it, it's just a lot of real dumb trial and error that did not I did not mm -hmm. like so if you guys haven't done the torture room puzzle yet or maybe it's called the inter interrogation room I forget it's nope, it's I not haven't. it's not a blast <laughs> no, I have not yeah. it sounds very ominous though doesn't it the torture yeah, room it's, oh, not, yeah. it's not Why that ominous. it's not that ominous and it, it has lotus in it so I so I should like it but it it's I don't know, <laughs> that, that whole uh, that whole puzzle puzzle is just is like maybe just check the solution online for that one okay yeah i just torture room just displays right from its gecko a sense of dread or or, uh, yeah. or something ominous in nature and i'm like why would they have a torture room yeah the characters are definitely uh creeped out by the torture room but the uh, yeah. but, okay spoiler alert the torture room do, they don't actually get tortured they just have to oh. creep themselves out <laughs> Okay, yeah. It's hard to know if these are the names of the rooms or the names the characters have given to the rooms. Because mm -hmm. uh, we, uh, yeah. we don't necessarily know if this was a room used for torture, but it certainly looks like it. The scheme is kind of throughout the whole game because, yeah, some of them are easy to guess, but some of them there yeah. is that, li that little room mm -hmm. of, well, is that just what they're calling it? 
Yeah. So the rooms even have code names. I see. Some of them. So many, so many layers in this puzzle. Just so and much. And the number, so number of rooms. Name. No. Well, there's 16 puzzle rooms and uh, plus one final puzzle, and so that makes 17. And plus, there's the puzzle of what's the secret of the story, and that's 18. And the digital root of 18 is nine. Um, I was like, I was with you right up until that very end. Part. <laughs> I was like, well, I was, oh, I was really hoping that the digital room root would end up nine much earlier, and then I had to maybe fudge. I maybe had to, uh, you yeah, know, fudge absolutely. my data a little bit to get the answer I wanted, just like a good scientist. Okay. Just yeah. Like, just, but uh, yeah, they're all really, really succinct and well designed. I had quite yeah. a lot of fun just working my way through them. They're quite good. Yeah, yeah if, any, I... if anything, um, I hate to look to the future a little bit, but I think some of the VLR and ZTD puzzles are a little overlong. So going mm -hmm. back to these, where they all feel much brisker, was was nice. It's like, oh, oh, this this is sort of you know faster and easier than I remember because because I, I, I I played the older the newer ones more recently. So it's mm -hmm. uh yeah I I. I like the pace and length of all these puzzles, and 16 is a good number. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree, and that also makes it very good and accessible for people who maybe are trying to get into this type of game, not not puzzle game people, but want to do the story. Like, Don't let the puzzles just detract, because they're doable, and they're interesting, and I don't think I've tried to do them completely without a walkthrough, and I think I only consulted a couple times when there was an issue with like me not being able to find an item or you know pixel related i i did yeah. all of them without looking up the solutions except for the freaking torture room because i was i was just sick of that uh computer screen puzzle i just did not want to deal with it anymore but when uh, i first played that the game was so new there was no walkthroughs for it anyway and like it was the same with vlr i got that game within hours of it coming out so there was no game facts you could check or anything anyway i i did beat vlr and ztd without puzzles but i had uh -huh. no, i had notebook pages for that thing i had to make charts for the for the for the food for the cafeteria or food room i forget or the storage food area in VLR. yeah the pantry the yeah pantry. the pantry that was it i yeah. had to make a spreadsheet on my computer <laughs> to add the different foods together. A, the, 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 the symbol room, you know, where you have to decipher like that language, that that had a notebook filled of like notes. Okay, the, the duck means this, and the circle with the duck means this. Yeah, I, had, I had a Word document, an Excel document, and at least four or five pages in the notebook just for VLR. You've well, got this look, you've me... got, yeah, you've got this to look forward to, guys. I was going to say that, I mean, that it makes me very happy that that was not the case this time. <laughs> No. Yeah, yeah, this one, this one is more, is more, uh, like what, what was it? Click, combine, click, combine, then do yeah. some arithmetic, and then you open the door. Yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a perfect pace. I think it's great. <sighs> yeah. Um. What What about a uh, favorite moments within what we've covered thus far? For me, I want to say the the moments where all of the cast is together are probably like watershed moments for everyone's personalities kind of coming into like oh, yeah. conceptualization and kind of uh, like juxtaposing against each other because I I saw it as as this 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 kind of every single person is written in such a way that it makes uh, it. it 
it forces them to be in conflict with at least two to three other people in the group personality wise and mm -hmm. seeing all of those people together kind of in the hospital room as well as the first time that you meet everyone and kind of get um just before the ninth man goes through the door it's kind of this 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 introduction to these people that if if this were any other circumstance these people would i don't think besides maybe junpei and uh june and uh clover and snake though i'm a little iffy on the second one uh, <laughs> that that they wouldn't get along uh just in yes. general and it's just this pressure cooker of a situation where like in real life if you have the time to kind of have these relationships lengthen lengthen the tooth um they would not get along but we kind of see that come to a head uh when they kind of get together those are kind of my favorite moments in the story where like everyone kind of is just like arguing and talking amongst each other and people are trying to peacekeep and people are trying to be logical mm -hmm. and real about it and it's it's fascinating to me yeah yeah it's, it's... My yeah yeah, you really see a lot of personalities at work. I think, like, the situations where you're in the big hospital room, like, that's where you see, because you see Lotus, she's like, okay, who are we going to sacrifice? I've got ideas. And then, yeah. <laughs> the, bit, oh, the bit where Lotus is, like, Clover's very despondent at the time, and mm -hmm. Lotus completely changes her personality to be very syrupy sweet. And she's like, you know, mm -hmm. we could find Snake if we just follow what I say. Mm -hmm. And then Clover's like, oh, okay, I guess. And then Lotus is like, great, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, oh that, was a, that was a, uh, a, a moment for me in the book where I was like, Lotus is a bad person. <laughs> like, like, like just an underscore of like, I understand you're being individ individualistic and brutal, but uh -huh. man, that is a bad thing to do yes. just in general. Either bad yeah. or practical to a fault practical like, to a fault yeah yeah like, like realistic about the situation oh it was mm -hmm. yeah that moment was chilling i, yeah, I think i, I think she's more it. she's more practical than evil and uh yeah um mm. maybe and a few other characters are more evil than practical but uh <laughs> yes interesting <laughs> when you see the safe ending and the true ending you'll you get a an idea for the personality of every character but for mm -hmm. uh, for for lotus and maybe also for seven it, the sub ending helps a little bit yeah. because you don't really get much you don't get as much development from either of them if you do the uh true ending uh okay. without without the sub ending uh, i i really gotta stop talking because otherwise i will either inevitably <laughs> spoil something or start talking about vlr again i'm guessing I'm, one of your favorite right. moments is in the is in the is in the uh latter half of the, yeah, yeah, of the story well, I'm yeah guessing. um i mean yeah. I, I i will say um <laughs> that when uh when you learn about um there's a moment in the sub ending which is optional again, where yeah. uh, Seven and Lotus both reveal part of their paths, their pasts, because Seven partially remembers some amnesia, and Lotus mm -hmm. starts talking about uh, um, her 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 children, and because yes. uh, she has a she had uh, two daughters very young, she t uh, she tells Junpei and Seven, and then they realize that uh, that Seven Seven and Lotus realize they have something in common, and that moment of realization is an audible gasp if that's the first Ooh. ending that you see. Oh. Yeah. And it's not that they love each other. <laughs> Whatever, Jade. Whatever. Let me ship. You are literally on a ship. On a ship. Let me ship in the ship. But the ship is sinking. I, I, sh I ship the gigantic and the titanic, okay? <laughs> but they're sister ships. That's incest. It's Japanese, it's right. <laughs> Oh. All right, all right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 the other favorite moments that don't uh, involve shipping. Uh, 
Shipping the iceberg with the Titanic. Uh, oh, a oh, oh, that is not canon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hillary, you were saying something. No, 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 I was, was going to say, are there any other favorite moments? I, I have to agree. I think the whole sequence of everyone first coming together, finding each other, that's a really good example of this sort of like accelerated interpersonal relations that's so interesting about this game because it, it's just a really fast process of them trying to figure, like get to know each other enough to try and figure out how to solve this problem and they don't exactly agree on how to proceed and like lotus doesn't even want to play zero's game and go through the number of doors at first mm -hmm. but you see their initial reactions and you see them kind of start to try to figure out how to work maybe work through this together and i think the characters are realistically kind of not thinking so far ahead at that point, so it hasn't quite done on all of them, like, like sacrifices may be necessary, all of that stuff. Yeah. So that gives it room to kind of develop, and you see that realization. Honestly, they waste about an, an hour and a half just doing nothing at the very start of the game. They waste a lot of the time just because they cannot organize themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, that, very, right. it's very human, very human Not, that way. 90 minutes of those yeah. nine hours go by because they're trying to figure out whether they're going to go through the first set of norm, uh, number doors at all. Yeah. And the root of 90 minutes is nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. Should I, I mean, I can talk about some of my favorite moments. I've got like, it's hard to, I like the bits in the game where the game is unexpectedly, unexpectedly funny. Like uh, the Funya Rimpa part when it's part of like the, the the dog puzzle, you know, the puzzle in the second class cabin. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And one of the option dialogue options you can say is that that's a Funya Rimpa, and Lotus will say, "What the hell is a Funya Rimpa?" And Jimpy will be like, "You don't know about the Funya Rimpa? Apologize to the Funya Rimpa." <laughs> it's just like this made up word. <laughs> But that, um, and also, like, obviously, we talked about the elevator scene that's not appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. but I think apart from funny moments, I think I like the pseudoscience a lot. I like this, and this isn't pseudoscience as much as like a thought experiment. But when you're in the room with Jane and John, the mannequins, and you talk to Clover, she'll tell you a bit about the ship of thesis or lock socks and these sort of like thought experiments oh, where yeah, yeah, thought experiments and, and, uh, and, yes. parad and paradoxes and just bits of philosophy uh -huh. to accompany the pseudoscience. Yeah. I, I just love those moments. There's a, there's a few of them. Obviously night ice nine is another one. It's just, it adds to this atmosphere of the game. Like you don't even know what's real anymore. You're talking about magical ice that never melts. You're talking about pseudoscience. You're talking about telepathy and, all, yeah. all, all this while murder may be happening and people are blowing up and the ship is sinking and you've got nine hours and it's this whole tense situation. I just love it. Mm. Yeah, now that I think about it, it's kind of, it's an, it's an interesting way to sort of make sense of things. And it does, it, it does go a little bit into kind of ways to explain the connections between everyone and what's going on and just mm -hmm. kind of seeing how various people are thinking about the situation yeah is, did you guys do the the scene where uh, you pick at like a, a number of a, a lot to pick which rooms you're going to go into yeah that's the um that's yeah. where you go through uh i think door one or door two in the last yes chapter. Mm -hmm. I, I like that scene it's very like junpei being his devious self again Tricky. yeah 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 he has these flashes of just he, he, little he has an edge to him sometimes. 
right he that's an example of him basically arranging things so that he can go through the door he wants yeah and only one character really sees through him I'm trying to remember. It was Ace, right? Yeah, it was Ace. Yeah, yeah. it's Ace. If you go through door number one, he sees you, or maybe also door number two, because he's you. He's with you in both the engine room and the and the uh, captain's quarters. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he only does it in room number one. Okay. Yeah. Which is which is the uh, uh, map room and captain's quarters. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Nobody on that ship is, uh, or at least in my opinion, nobody in that ship is inherently good. <laughs> at least from what I've at least from what I've seen, maybe the closest is June with her idealism, but but no one is is inherently a good person. Hey, Clover June. is a sweetheart until she murders everyone. In one <laughs> See, I would have said Clover if I hadn't have heard that that was how that ending went because I'm like, oh man, okay, that uh, that that's what happens when you snap when you're yeah when you yeah when you're thrust I into mean, that situation. To be fair yeah. with Clover, there's endings where you get murdered multiple times. It just so happens that the axe ending is the only one who actually shows the murderer Absolutely. of the particular scene. So yeah. It, yeah. there's more yeah. murderers roaming around than you think. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone's not the greatest of people. Yeah. At least um, from what I, I can see. I think, I think you can see Clover's dead body in the, like, the knife ending. So yeah, you in, know in it's the, not hard the, going about knife, shoving people. Yeah, in the knife <laughs> ending and the yeah. sub ending, you see almost everyone's dead body. Body, but uh-huh. uh, if you watch the, if you go to multiple endings, you uh, realize that um, you you realize that one of the persons that was down in the next room was yeah. only, was only pretending to be dead. <laughs> one and, of these is not like the other. Yeah. So uh, if you see enough endings, you realize who did all the killing in the knife and sub endings. But it's, a, it's so yeah. But, but that, okay, is, that is not a discussion for this episode. No. No. Yeah, next episode. Interesting. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Right now, things are a little bit like the end of the Clue movie, and we'll wait to find out what really happened. Uh, it was. It was. Um, how about all, this? It was a red herring for communism. Uh, communism. Was just a red Com- herring. communism was just a red herring. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Madeline Kahn and uh, Eileen Brennan, who I, whom I yeah. both love. Flames, flames on the side of my face. All right, we've covered a bunch of puzzles and mystery references and conspiracy <laughs> theories so Very, far. Clue does have a knife ending. <laughs> it's true. Astounding, astounding. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> so we're ready for some housekeeping? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So next on Retro, we, the games are going to continue with more 999 because we need to discuss pulling everything together. Um, and we also have upcoming episodes. One's going to be about RPG combat. And our year interview episode is also going to be coming up. Yeah, and we, Kate... we've already recorded the RPG combat episode, which is technically Trent's debut. Although, yeah, but, but it's <laughs> coming morphogenetic it's... fields, yeah. all that. Yeah, but it's coming Absolutely. two weeks after his third podcast episode. So yeah, number... but so numbers are meaningless unless they add up to nine. Absolutely, <laughs> that's what we've deduced and decided as a result yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> um... uh... And we also have Kingdom Hearts as the game journal for January. There'll be two oh, episodes man. on that. Mm. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting. It's I think gonna, that's been. Tune in. Yeah. I think people have been waiting for that one. So yes. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Kingdom Hearts won a poll that we held following episode 150. Uh, so that episode was in August or December, and so we made the call for uh, for Kingdom Hearts to be a future episode. In late this in late September, and um, it is finally happening in January. Is when those episodes will post. 
I have not started playing Kingdom Hearts yet because I love myself. But we'll, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll uh, you know build up enough self hatred to get back into that game later this month. <laughs> okay. I can't wait for these episodes to come out. Yeah. Peter is going to host them because there's no way I'd be able to host it with a straight face. No. <laughs> That's fair. But I but I did pledge to be on them if Kingdom Hearts ever became a game journal and it has happened. The, you thought the, you thought the day would never come, but here it is. The, the prophesied time has that's, arrived. That's truer than you realize. <laughs> but in the meantime, please we like feedback, so reach out to us Twitter, Facebook, on Discord, Instagram. Um, you can also email. Don't forget to review. As well. Retro at RPGFan.com yes. is the Thank you. Email. I was just I, going to... <laughs> I usually read it. <laughs> I was just going to add that. Thank you. Um, and don't forget to review on iTunes, Google Play, or other co- podcast listening venues. And let's go around and just say where to get in touch with everyone, starting with Plosey. Who? Uh, that's Monsoon, <laughs> actually, <laughs> I think you're right. Oh, 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 you're referring to me. I don't, I don't know if it's Solosi who you speak. <laughs> right. Um, if you want to reach me, uh, the easiest way to do so is probably Twitter. I am at the Real Monsoon most of the time and at Evoker for Dogs part of the time. I am also Monsoon Mike on Discord and Monsoon on the RPG fan forums. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to be inconsistent because I don't have a code name. Okay, next, Jade. Okay, you can find me at Starmongoose on Twitter and also come join us on the RPG Fan Discord server where I am also Starmongoose. Yay! All right, how about you, Stranger? Uh, I'm uh, Arkodo17 on Twitter, A-R-K-O-D-O-17, and I think I'm on the Discord, but as me, which is my name, Trent Argarov. I haven't actually been on there, but I hear it's a very good time from a bunch of people. <laughs> who who lied to you? Who <laughs> lied to you about that? <laughs> it's nothing but you're, a terrible time. <laughs> you should you you should uh, you should go there if you have uh, if you what's the word if you want to talk about RPGs and, and other things. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. We probably yeah. should just rename the whole website RPGsandotherthings.com. <laughs> <laughs> See, Zelda counts as and other things. Yes, you can stop writing in. We know oh, not technically. Or as, you I can don't stop know. with the not an RPG Facebook comments, guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're called RPG fan. If we cover it, that means it's an RPG. It's just how it works. I didn't make it. Correct. Is that how it works? All right. I don't know if, if that's prescriptivist or descriptivist, but whichever whichever fits the, my opinion right now is, is what we are. Yeah. I mean, we, we made 999 one of the top 30 RPGs of all time. So it's so on the Wikipedia page for 999 that we named this one of the greatest RPGs of all time. No, we did. Did we? Yeah. It's really good. Jade, did you add that five minutes ago? <laughs> Maybe. No, I'm not allowed to edit Wikipedia anymore, not since the incident. <laughs> the incident nine years ago. Nine years ago. <laughs> Wait, what? guys, there are nine letters in Wikipedia. Oh no! Oh, no. Oh, oh, it's it's all around us. We're lo- we're losing we're losing monsoon. Where's this axe coming from? He's staring at the digital root abyss, and it's staring back at him. Well, this game has certainly been an experience, and it's fitting since. 
we have spoken of it so highly that we're finally doing a game drill on it. Yeah, it's been great fun. Good I'll fun play this so game fun. as many times as you need to. Like, I'll play 999 forever. Maybe so, not necessary. I think two episodes is okay for now. <laughs> I mean, if you insist. Oh, but remember, sequel sequel game journal VLR will uh will will get back onto some of the same concepts. I assume that nine 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 touches on maybe at another point in time. Um, yeah. yeah if uh if uh, Hillary and Stranger are up to it, then I, I think we could do an episode on on VLR. It would probably be a solo episode and it'd be in a few months, but I yeah. I'm not I'm not against it. How what say you, Jade? Oh, I mean I I like it. I mean, be, be, not having to hold my water about all the mysteries if it's a single episode sounds great. <laughs> but yeah, I'll definitely talk VLR. Get the group back together. Yeah. I would yeah. kind of like to get a platinum trophy on the Nonary Games collection. So we'll... Yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> sounds pretty all right. That's the yeah. ultimate. You found it. They are very easy to get the trophies on because you just really have to complete yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the I have um, the platinum trophy on the Vita version, which is where I first yes. played VLR because it's basically just do all the puzzles and uh, and see, see all, all the and see all the endings. Yeah, and you're good. All right. Well, I'm just gonna wrap up quickly by saying thanks for thanks for listening, and you can find me uh, EP Fire on Discord. This is the easiest way. Um, I hope you enjoyed. <laughs>